Hello and welcome to Sly Dog Fishing, a podcast dedicated to all things fishing and getting you in the outdoors and helping grow this awesome sport we all know and love, fishing. What's up, you fishing junkies? Welcome back to the Sly Dog Fishing Podcast. It's been a hot minute since we sat down and chatted. I know some of you guys thought I gave up on this whole project. Lo and behold, I'm here. I'm back. I may not be doing it twice a week like I initially said, but I'm going to try to at least do once a week with you guys. Just been incredibly busy gearing up for the fishing season, as some of you may know, that follow me over at the Paddle and Fin podcast. If you guys don't follow me over there, we do an episode every week. Revolves mainly around kayak fishing. Uh, Whereas I'm a little more loose on my fishing subjects over here. So, this topic is just going to be kind of a general, all-around fishing topic. However, I was fishing out of a kayak. As the title states, the biggest mistake fishermen make. Curious what you guys think your biggest mistake is. Hit me up on social media, one of my YouTube videos, something of that nature. Send me an email at slidogfishing at gmail.com. I'm interested to hear what everybody thinks is like their most common fishing mistake. Um, I know my biggest one is just not making adjustments, adjustments to uh, weather patterns, colors, switching up lures, things like that. You know, we all have a confidence bait, right? And uh, sometimes we have a hard time straying away from that. And that's something I promote over there at Paddle and Finn, and I'm going to start promoting this here too, is, you know, I talk about all the time, like, each year you should pick a couple of fishing techniques um, techniques that you may have never tried hardly tried or tried never succeeded and you, you kind of gave up on it and the idea behind that is is if you take those three techniques and you really put in a good solid effort throughout the year on working on those it opens up your toolbox of fishing So that way you can make these types of of adjustments as you're out there on the water trying to catch fish and maybe struggling. And, you know, you're thinking, oh, I could try that, but it's never worked before. Trust me, we've all done it. I do it. it. It's inevitable, right? So, you know, let me preface this a little bit. I was down in central Illinois pre fishing, kind of, for a my first kayak fishing tournament of the season which is down there um and that takes place a week from this weekend and i was also fishing the kbf monthly challenge which i'll get to in a minute and i went down there found a pattern got on some fish you know fish were hunkered to to these laydowns up kind of shallow was pitching a football jig with a crawfish trailer and uh 
working these laydowns and, and got into some nice fish. Most of the fish I caught were probably males because the females are kind of still staged out a little deeper, but I was focused on main points of the lake. You know, this time of year, before them fish go up on bed, you know, that's where my main focus is. That's where the fish should be theoretically, uh, depending on water temperatures and, and things of that nature. But I had um, found this pattern, got into some great fish. I think uh, my best five fish of the day, inches total, was uh, like 78 inches. Pretty decent day, you know. Big fish of the day was 18 and a quarter. Uh, the smallest of the five was 13 and a half, and I had two of those, but I think the smallest of the day was like 12 inches. So, you know, typical male size. And, you know, I, I, I crushed them. I, I got on a good bite good solid pattern and that takes us to this past weekend go back down there six days later fish in the same spots same jig and just couldn't buy a bite now when I first went down there it was partly sunny you know temp air temperatures were a lot warmer Water temps were about the same, maybe a degree or two warmer. But this, this past trip down, we had a cold front move in. Air temperatures dropped. Uh, there was a storm that was going to roll in that evening. And that kind of changes things up. One thing I talked about in my YouTube video, I, you know, if you guys don't follow me over on YouTube, it's just the paddle and fin youtube channel barometric pressure and fishing like that's something i firmly believe in i i'm not big on moon phases however i do feel they play a role in fishing but i feel like the barometric pressure plays more into that you know bluebird skies you know not a cloud in the sky that's usually high pressure Fish are kind of finicky. That's kind of when you want to break out the uh, the drop shot, a Ned rig, uh, maybe a shaky head, some finesse style fishing tactics. The particular day when I was down there last, um, it was a steady barometric pressure. And usually when you get a steady barometric pressure between like high 29 low 30, um, you could pretty much throw anything and just kind of try to pick up a pattern and, and, you know, you'll get some bites. And this last outing, I, you know, swung for the fences because I couldn't find a bite. Caught a fish on drop shot, caught a fish on a jerk bait, caught fish on the jig. So, you know, those are three totally different tactics but they all worked now what I was really hoping for was you know like I said when a, that, that storm was supposed to roll in usually that implicates a dropping uh, barometric pressure and usually when that happens it creates a feeding frenzy the fish know the weather is going to change things are going to change and they just eat up because 
you know, usually after the calm of the storm, it's, you know, kind of a very low steady pressure or a very high pressure. And that kind of turns fish off. They don't eat much or they don't seek out food as much, I should say. So, you know, with that being said, you know, I thought the cards were in my favor this last outing. Now, I'll be honest, I didn't look at barometric pressure that first outing. It was something I kind of remembered on my way down there or the night before. I was looking at the weather, I was looking at what the barometric pressure was doing, and and all those things. I knew the cold front was coming in, and I was like, man, this this might you know kind of stink. Fish might not be biting. But I found some fish regardless. However, I didn't find the quality of fish that I found the week prior. You know, I started out the day working these areas where I had found fish. And there was one spot in particular where I picked six or seven fish up off this same laydown on this same point. Not a single bite there. So I left that spot, went across the lake, looked for some other areas, fished a ton of other laydowns, this and that. Started paying attention to my depth finder and uh, my my side imaging. And I started to notice a trend that there was a lot of fish built up on shelves instead of up shallow. So, you know, even after seeing that, I continued to cast shallow. Even after I caught a fish on the jerkbait right on the top of that ledge, I continued to fish shallow. And I just really failed at making an adjustment. When I finally decided to make that adjustment later in the day, and it was almost the end of the day, I was fishing shallow, I was frustrated. I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to cast way out here to the deep. I knew there was kind of a shelf there. Um cast it out to the deep with the same jig I was using and worked it up this shelf. And two things happened there. A, I found bites with some better fish. And B, I discovered that that shelf was actually a nice rocky shelf. See, typically this time of year, um, the main forage for bass is usually crayfish. And it depends on the type of body of water and you know, we're, we're, you know, we're talking throughout the country, things like that. But typically up here in the north, you know, those crayfish is the main forage. And I would say anywhere in the Midwest, uh, somewhat north. And the way you can really tell that that's what those fish have been eaten on is if, if you catch a bass and its upper lip is like super red and it looks like it's like it's bleeding almost. That's from those fish getting down in those rocks and getting at those crayfish. And they, you know, kind of tear up their upper lip trying to get those crayfish out of the rocks. And I noticed that uh, the first time I was down there, you know, these fish had a real red upper lip. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what they're looking for, you know. At the end of the day, you know, I was just like, you know what, I'm going to try out deep. Sure enough, found that rocky ledge. And I found some solid fish. Unfortunately, I failed to get them in the boat. Three of them, two of them, something like that, came unhooked right at the side of the boat. One, I was reaching down for the net. Fish turned, spit the hook. 
Second one came tail dancing out of the water, spit the hook. And I mean, it was literally like three feet from me on both occasions. And I was extremely frustrated because that would have put me up there in the money for the, uh, the KBF monthly. This particular lake is three hours from home. So obviously I had a long time to think about this whole kind of frustrating day on the way home, you know. It, as fishermen, we always beat ourselves up when we have kind of rough days. You know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I caught fish that day, but they were all shorts, you know, 12, 13-inch fish. Um, they weren't the quality of fish that I was catching the week before. I did end up with uh, one fish that I believe was like seven, 16 and a half. It's kind of frustrating. You're like, man, what did I do wrong? And I thought about that the whole way home. And, and, you know, a lot of it had to do that, you know, I was kind of in a tournament scenario. And it just frustrated me and frustrated me. And I'm like, what did I do wrong? And what, you know, the first thing I told myself was, well, you didn't adjust to what the fish did. All day I saw fish out on that ledge on the depth finder. And, you know, I didn't really give those ledges that much attention or is it as much attention as I should have and you know it's kind of one of those things it's it's it goes back to like those techniques or baits that we're totally confident in but yet when they're not working we don't we don't cut it off and tie something else on once I finally figured out that those fish were out there you know it was game on and I posted this in the in, in my YouTube video, uh, a gentleman by the name of uh, his his YouTube name is uh, Midwest Outdoors and Fishing, I believe. Um, so shout out to him. But you know, he was like, "That's the most common mistake. I do it all the time. I know the fish aren't there, but I keep fishing for them." You know, so it's like, why are we such boneheads all the time? And I think that's the one thing. Uh, I recently saw something. Somebody was breaking down like some of like the Bassmaster Classic winners. This was on YouTube. And they were talking about how some of the best fishermen have won some of the biggest tournaments because they make those last-minute adjustments. You know, guys all week long pre-fishing. And, and I've done this in tournaments before. Good friends of mine have, whether it be a bass tournament, a walleye tournament, a salmon tournament, anything of that nature. You know, they'll go out, they'll jam fish all pre-fishing, and then the weather changes, and those fish aren't there anymore. And then they end up putting up a goose egg or come in with a short bag, something like that. And, you know, they're scratching their heads going like, what did I do wrong? I caught fish there all week. Well... Yeah, it was a totally polar opposite weather pattern when you were pre-fishing or day one compared to day two or the day of the tournament. So that's the thing, guys. You know, we're amping up for the tournament season now up here in the north, and I'm sure some of you guys listening down south have already started fishing tournaments or, you know, just getting on the water. I mean, so even if you guys aren't fishing tournaments, man, uh, you know, when you're on the water and you're struggling, change it up. 
adjust to what those fish are doing or figure out what they're doing. That's the biggest takeaway from this, guys, is, you know, it's just making those minute adjustments, whether it be a color change, a bait change, technique change, what have you, um, that can make or break your day. I know it's easy to say, or I should say it's easier to say than do. Just be conscious of it when you're on the water and especially if you're out in the tournaments and, uh, you know, looking to bang some fish and, you know, get on that board and, you know, take home a check. So, so wishing you guys uh, nothing but uh, good luck out there this tournament season or just out there while you're on the water. So hopefully this little tip, couple tips, tricks, you know, kind of help uh, give you guys some success while you're on the water this season. So, yeah, man, another one in the books. Thanks for uh, giving me the push to keep doing this this podcast here, guys. I'm going to try doing this once a week. So I'm not going to push myself to do it twice a week just because I got all the other stuff going on. But I'm going to try doing one of these a week for you guys. With that being said, uh, next episode, I have a pretty interesting topic, decision, slash announcement, slash reason on something big I'm deciding to do this season. So, don't want to miss that one, boys and girls. We're going to keep the ball rolling with the theme of having a question for you guys and uh let's talk about it so um question for this episode obviously is what do you think the biggest mistake you make is on the water um curious to hear i'm sure a lot of you are going to fall into the subjects we just kind of talked about so looking forward to hearing from you guys uh you could always send those questions or answers uh to sly dog fishing at gmail.com or on any of my social at Sly Dog Fishing on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or over at Paddle and Fin at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Till next time, guys, tight lines and get out there and catch some fish. Boom!